David Tui, you're an Irish Jesuit. You did your doctorate on education, administration and leadership. And you were speaking recently, giving a workshop in Manresa in Spain to chaplains and people who work in formation of young people in Jesuit schools all around Europe. Over 100 people were there. Intriguing title of your workshop was The Hero. What were you saying to those gathered? Part of the theme of the conference was speaking about Jesus in a world with very diverse views. And one of the things that has fascinated me about the development of the history of education has been the role of the heroic journey uh, within that as a way, as a narrative that goes through that. Going back to ancient Greece, where they learned about the heroes of the different myths and learned to be inspired by that so they could make a contribution to their local city-state how that was transformed in the Roman times, preparing people to make a contribution to the empire, either as soldiers or bureaucrats or whatever. And then when the church got involved in education, was preparing people to make a contribution to the kingdom of God in some way. And then how in the Renaissance, it, it again rediscovered that notion of the hero, of the, human, of the human being using their own creativity to make a major contribution to a new world that was full of excitement and uh, expansion that would bring a sense of goodness and contribution to the growth of humanity. And I saw in that, looking at the process of the heroic journey where Mm. people have to leave their sense of comfort, go on an adventure, learn new school skills, get involved with a mentor, develop a competence to do something and then bring back a good to the society. And And even make a mistake. I mean, the hero usually has some form of suffering as well, isn't it? They do, yeah. And it was to go through some of that with people, how, you know, you have trials and tribulations, some of which you fail. Some of them prompt you to learn new skills. Some of them prompt you to deal with other people and make companions and allies along with you. Um, And then you have some success and then you come back a hero, but you're not always accepted as a hero because sometimes the society you come back to resents what you have learned. So dealing with some of that, Um, So having traced some of that as a journey, then begin to say, well, where does this fit into education? And you see that there's a process whereby, you know, you're trying to develop skills of competence, of analysis, of mentoring people with them. So that fits into part of the hero's journey. But it also modelled a way in which we can talk about the religious experience and the spiritual experiences within that. Because basically we are called to make a contribution from our own talent, not as a sense of entitlement, but as a sense of solidarity with others. And then that a mentor in that is Jesus himself. He is an example of someone who has gone through it himself. And therefore we can present Jesus as a model for someone who is on a heroic journey in clarifying what they want to achieve, but also then in how they want to share that with others as a result. And then the fact that his life had brought through, brought him through all these stages of a hero's journey of suffering and rejection and eventually finding success, if you like, in the resurrection. Then we find a way of presenting a model of heroism that will speak to a number of different faiths. And we can also introduce Jesus as part of that, in, as the language of it. That sounds really interesting because there is a crisis in language today. I mean, young people, a lot of young people, not all, but a lot of them would be a bit allergic to the word God, you know, Jesus or things like that. Or they might say, oh, he was a grand man, but nothing to do with me. So how did that go down with the formators or the chaplains there? Did they feel this was something they could use? 
I think so. I got good feedback from people saying that the, you know the the model of what you're trying to do is to tap into people's sense of generosity, but also I suppose we were reflecting a little bit that uh, in schools we you often have three different phases. What you might call a pre-evangelization phase, where you're learning the language of that spirituality is kind of moving a bit outside yourself, or wanting to to do something good for others. So it's a sense of outward looking. So so learning that language and learning something about that is important then there's a process of evangelization where you're introducing people to the christian story and showing how it connects to that world and to that desire to do something and then when people have accepted that then there's the third process that you go through is one of accompaniment of um, of helping people who have bought into the story, if you like, and, and made some commitment to it. So we were saying in some sense that in all schools, all three processes of pre-evangelization, evangelization and accompaniment are going on. In some places, the emphasis is more on pre-evangelization, maybe on evangelization, or, whereas in the past it was very strongly on accompaniment. Now that, that has shifted a lot. But that we always have to keep the options open for people that if they do accept something that accept the Christian story that we can accompany them to deeper levels and that in some sense the the task of being a hero reveals itself in different ways at, at different stages you know yeah I was going to say that to you because very often the hero cycle has been attributed to a sort of a second half of life you get up in the first half of your life it's all about out there doing things making a mark being the ego getting fully developed and whatever and then one day you wake up and say, what's it all about? And you go into that inner journey. But I like this idea that it's cyclical and comes at even earlier stages. Yeah. One of the questions I asked people in the workshop was, uh, what's the difference between being a hero and being a celebrity? Because sometimes we confuse the two things. And part of the area of education, I think, is helping people discern what are the goods, what are, what are the treasures you go after? that are good for you and for your community? And where are we sort of fooled into going for false treasures and false riches and false goods to bring back to a community? So part of people's learning in education is to discern what's the heroic goal that you're looking for. Uh, and not to be fooled by some of these things. And that's a positive reflection that you go on with at different stages. And, and therefore, to be able to postpone heroic action, to say, I must prepare myself for this journey by studying, by getting qualifications, and then not get sucked into forgetting the original dream. These were kind of important issues about the journey, so that the journey is seen as maybe as, as a longer journey than just the school, but you're also preparing people by having mini adventures mm -hmm. on the way that you learn through the mini adventures. So we were looking at different insertion experience we give students in schools that are adventures in themselves. It might be a retreat they do in the school where they look at something, it might be a pilgrimage they make, it might be an insertion experience in a foreign country with uh, poor people. And the reflection of that in itself is a mini adventure, a mini heroic adventure and they can begin to apply that then to bigger pictures in their lives and bigger cycles in their lives. It's very interesting because it's quite countercultural, and yet the culture does as you rightly pointed out put up celebrities and models and tell young people this is the way to go this is how you do it yeah. of course it tells them it's immediate and they can do it fast and they don't have sure. to w work hard for That's it right, and that yeah. they shouldn't make any mistakes yeah. so it kind of models what a culture of today gives them very unhelpfully 
but gives it in a way that is probably more, much more realistic. Yeah, I would hope it will encourage people to have a critical analysis of that, because in many cases, the heroism that we see, say, in Jesus himself, wasn't in dramatic acts. It was in being faithful to a message, to a, to a truth, to his own beliefs, his own sense of call, his relationship with his father. So for many people, I think, you know, it's that sense of faithfulness in their own relation, relationships with, at work, uh, with their families and all the rest of it, will be a much bigger thing than any dramatic act that they do in their lives. But to begin to see that as being a call to heroism, that there's often huge sacrifices, you know, in the way in which pe- parents bring up their families, all the these different types of things and to see that as part of that same cycle of call and response and bringing back good to others and to see oneself as part of the hero in that as a yeah, and, and to, to prepare for that and maybe also to recognize the hero in other people as you That's say it, your yeah. parents or somebody who is really poor and who struggles against yeah. the odds so it's a recognition of a deeper vision of humanity in a very simple way. Yeah, and I think that's that touches people across all sorts of faith levels and different faith systems. And I think it did give a way of, of sort of talking about our faith and the place of Jesus, but also inviting others to tell their heroic stories um, from, from their own perspectives. There were a hundred people there. Was there a good reaction or feedback to this? Do you think they? Yeah, something- I, I, I did the workshop twice with smaller groups. So I mean, I'd say I had thirty people uh, all together. So yeah, I'd, we got a good, very good response from from it. So this could be something that could be used as a model in Jesuit schools. In some ways, it is being used as a model. Maybe not named as such, yeah. but I think yeah, I think we are into that of, of calling on people to be like men for others, uh, men and women for others and with others. So that's, if you like, a heroic So Even when we look at the no- notion of compassion and competence and commitment, we're talking about heroic characteristics in the marks of the schools, you know. So I do think we're, we're doing that. We ha- didn't name it as such, but naming it could be a help in some situations, you know. Yeah, and, and particularly if it's not named in a way that alienates or isolates. There is a challenge today to translate for people, given whether we like it or not, the damaged currency of religious discourse. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it it is recognising the search for a language that resonates with people and and brings them to a, a sense of reflection and an invitation to go further.